Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Einstein's Growth Podcast, episode 13. Today's guest is Bitwool. Bitwool is an entrepreneur and a marketer who works with coaches to start their own business and reach to 10k per month while training them on their offer, client acquisition system and sales. He is one of the creators of the organic ignition system that helps coaches get clients on demand. Bitwool loves building great relationships and connect people to better business outcome. So please enjoy the world of growth with Bitwool Green. Hello, Bitwool. Thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. It's really a pleasure having you as a guest on my podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, Walid. It's great to meet you guys, everyone, today. Um, my name is Battle, and I help coaches to reach 10K from zero to 10K. And uh, we help them build organic reach. And uh, this is what I do. I coach people. <laughs> oh, that's really amazing. Helping people starting from scratch to 10K per month is really incredible. But first, can you tell us about your story, your life, your background, the struggles that you have been through in life? Mm, right. So I used to be um, a salesman in, in food industry. That's how I started in London. And, uh, you know, when you start doing sales door to door, it's something that, you know, pushes you to be consistent and never give up. And that was my first call to being better than just a student, being better than what I used to be before. So that's how I learned to move in terms of communicating with the right people and keeping a good conversation. And from that point on, I moved to selling uh, in Chinatown, in Oxford Circus. I used to sell services for Japanese restaurants where I meet a lot of people on the streets and really just selling the restaurant. That's how I moved into, you know, diversifying my communication to different cultures. And that was a great, great insight for me to understand how people communicate. And uh, apart from that, it all came from me studying in other countries. Uh, during my student years, I used to go and study in China. So it was a, an exchange student program there that I followed for about six months in Hangzhou. And that is somewhere near Shanghai, if you can, you know, find it on the map. And uh, I dive into the marketing of Chinese people. I dived into the culture. I learned the language there. And it was such a breakthrough for me in terms of knowing more about other cultures and seeing that, hey, I'm not the only guy on the earth. And I believe that sales and marketing comes to that differences, right? It doesn't stop to having knowledge about something. It also starts with seeing the differences between client A, client B, cultures and markets and that's where i step in i love it and right now i'm really curious is marketing and sales like are they different from one country to another or is it just the same following some human psychology right so um there is certainly differences between cultures but at the end of the day you know if you were looking the asian history sales would mean a trader giving you something and then you buy that and after all, the whole core of sales is communication. So if the conversation goes, if the conversation flows in the right way, there's always a good result in the end. And even though some countries have different ways of presenting 
or selling products due to their cultures and uh, a lot of factors that influence the economy. I love the fact that we all communicate and that's what links us. And especially now in the digital age, we have so much opportunity to connect with people from other countries we haven't been able to connect before. And that's what I love about it. I agree with you. And like right now, I'm really curious. So w when you say sales mm. are communication, so are sales only communication or do you need other things to sell your services? Because what I have noticed in my career is that people buy from people who they trust. Mm. That's definitely true, man. Um, it comes down, you know, it comes down also to mindset. And, uh, you know, for every business, there must be a core mindset that they follow in order to reach the results with their sales. Otherwise, you know, you fall into that pitfall where people just want to push into selling something that they don't even think it's working for themselves. So um, every company, I believe it has to have a powerful promise, a big promise, right? And that starts with setting some rules from the beginning in the foundation of any business. For example, in our company, our big promise is we, we help you land coaches, uh, we help you land clients on command and get you from zero to 10K. And so that's our promise. And it comes down to the way you think because you're training around your mindset. And so by doing this, you allow yourself to learn how to speak right and to communicate the sell. And by allowing you doing that, also, you allow yourself to know how to write the content and the copywriting. It doesn't stop only with speaking and having a good conversation, but always goes to writing part as well. Because the message is written, it goes further to different uh, you know, places on the internet, social media, and so on. And I think if you train on these three aspects, thinking, speaking, and writing, you can reach any height in life. Absolutely. It's all about the, the, the copywriting, the, word, the words that we use. And right now, I wonder when you say the mindset and everything that you do. So is it the mindset that defines the actions that you take or are the actions that you take define the mindset that you have? Wow, that's a great question, man. Um, I believe they work together as a, as a unison. So when you have uh, a tree in your garden, you know, the word, uh, there's a Chinese phrase saying the, the best time uh, you planted a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And so um, if you can, you know, so see this picture, our thoughts are like seeds. So when we have thoughts, we actually have those seeds that we put in our lives. And the right seed, it's always going to give you the right fruit, right? But it's not like that unless you water the plant. And by that means consistent action every day. So it would be nice to have good seeds, but if you don't water, then nothing is going to happen. Again, if you just water a bad seed, you're going to have bad fruits. So they both work together. Absolutely. So now that we are speaking about mindset, I'm really mm -hmm. curious. So let's say I'm a yeah. beginner who never had any business knowledge or transaction. And I want to start my own business. And let's say I'm really scared to prospect people, mm. to serve them with, with my services. So what would you say to me that would help me get out of my fear to do it, to go sell to people and get like solve their problems? Right. Um, 
I think most of the problem comes around, you know, the perception about our customers. And by that, I mean, when I started in sales, I had a fear myself of knocking the doors. I, I didn't know what is going to happen. Sometimes people are rude and you'd never know what to expect. But at the end of the day, it's all about the numbers. So it's a number game. So by that, I mean, you have the opportunity to have a conversation with somebody and really help them. And when you start thinking differently, it's not a sell anymore. It becomes an act of goodness and you're helping them with something better that they don't have at the moment. It could be a product or a service. And if you believe that your product and service is really genuinely helping people, that feeling goes away of fear. And you have powerful conviction that what you're saying is the right thing. And that, that, that's the mindset there. Oh, yes. I love it because it's all about believing in your own products. Because if you don't believe in your product, you cannot Definitely. sell it. Yeah. Unless, you are, yeah, unless you are a con artist. That's a whole different story. Like even the, like the great masters of sales, they all say the same thing, that they cannot sell stuff they don't believe in. That's definitely so true, man. And believing in, in uh, the product and the service always allows you to work in the long term and create those testimonials that you need for your business. The testimonial come as a result of a good service, a result of a good product. And imagine that without belief, there's no way you can get the good testimonials, right? And that's the, the beauty yeah. of it at the end of the day. Now, there's also one another element I would like to, you know, emphasize on, which is resilience. And I feel like not so many salespeople or marketers really talk about resilience because, you know, it's just not a, the easiest thing to, to have, right? So resilient people have re really some core values that they have uh, in terms of character. And one of them is knowing that failure is part of the game. A good example here is David Goggins, who was a SEAL Navy in uh, the U.S. Army. And uh, he talks about a lot about this, this part of the failure. So how do we actually embrace failure? We shouldn't fear failure, but be able to bound to it. And just by doing that, we allow ourselves to, to go through that like, a, like you're going to a curtain, you know. And it's so beautiful when you actually move this circuits and see differently because it allows you to to move forward without thinking that oh am i going to lose this or what am i going to do and it eliminates that lack of confidence and that's one number two is choose wisely where they spend their attention so resilient people really know that attention is a big asset if you think about marketers they only move around attention the most popular people in this world they have a lot of attention right and so attention is taking your focus and energy, but most important, it takes your time. And what does that, that mean? Time is more expensive than anything in this world and even than money because you can make money and lose money, but time never comes back, right? So here's the yes. thing. You've got a lot of time-taking factors around you. You've got Netflix and chill. You've got, you know, a lot of distractions. You've got people uh, talking about topics and then, you know, your attention goes somewhere all the time. And when you don't have a system of attention where you divide your attention into the right channels, you could lose yourself or you could, you know, have that, you know, distraction life, um, you know, being upon your objectives and that stops you from getting there. So how do you actually navigate into this, this world with, with the right attention? Is having a couple of 
things on the table that are important to you and having consistent action towards that objectives every day. And that's why I use divergent thinking. So this idea came from Ty in one of, he mentioned it subtly in one of his paid memberships once. And uh, the idea of divergent thinking is you just go to your friend and you ask him uh, about a topic, right? And you see most of them would answer, I'm, I'm, I like red, and some of them will answer, I like blue. But a few of them will actually say, I like purple, and here's why. And the idea is having both angles in your mind all the time. For example, um, someone, somebody was asking a friend about politics, and he would mention one side and say, why does he doesn't like why does he think that the other side is not so good? So at the end of the day, having uh, a perspective on both sides, it's what creates awareness of that subject because you have conflict. That's how our brain works, you know? And I love the idea. Really, really, I applied it to my life and I've seen a lot of change in decision-making processes that I have and I, I see a massive improvement there. And I always ask this question, does what I do harm me or helps me? Because you know, at the end of the day, all things can harm you or can help you. It's one out of two. Uh, what, what would you say on the idea of harming and helping? So, like, right now, I'm, I'm curious and I'm thinking about what you, you just said. Because here we have the, like, let's say, two, like, two sides of the story. And, of course, information is good. But I'm kind of skeptical about having two sides of the story, two explanations, two different perspectives that could lead people to get overwhelmed. And at the end, they might not take action because what matters the most is making that decision and taking action. So that's we know humans, like when they get overwhelmed, they hmm. quit because it's... So like, how do you prevent from arriving mm -hmm. to that point where you get really scared by being overwhelmed into having a lot of informations that are going to stop you from taking the decision that is going to push you to execute. Like, that's my first question. And if you build a system of attention and commit to it, is it going to help you to avoid that trap? Wow, very good questions, man. Um, so uh, the idea of divergent thinking, it comes down to being aware of both options. Obviously, it doesn't have to, to influence your, your taking action on things because you do have to make a decision anyways, right? But before doing that, it's very important to have awareness on both sides. For example, um, do I want to use organic or paid marketing in my business? Okay, if I want to, yeah. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if, if I want to go for A or B, you know, uh, why do I want A? Why do I want B? Does A harm me? Does B harm me? Does A help me or B help me? Uh, reach my goals. And so I love the idea of divergent thinking. I, I think there's also pitfall in overthinking, which is something I try not to, you know, get close to at all. And um, the idea of being open to, to have more insights on something, it's actually the, you know, the seeds that you have to plant in the right direction to get the fruits in the long run. I hope I touched the, the points you mentioned. Absolutely. So right now I'm going to go back earlier in our conversation when we're 
we, we were talking about sales and I'm really curious about one thing. So my question is how to sell without being pushy. Right. Well, um, there's, there's two kinds of salespeople and they've always been. Um, you know, the sales industry started from those people who we used to sell very pushy, very persuasive and say, buy this, buy that. And it easily evolved a couple of 50 to 60 years period to the selling where we now have Zoom calls and we have, you know, uh, our digital tools and attached gadgets that we use. And it all became more passive. And the best salespeople nowadays are the ones that have a very smart approach on attracting the customer in a way that is not intrusive, but conclusive. So that goes down to having an attraction where the customer asks you about what you actually offer and you lead the conversation with him. And at the end of that conversation, he would say, yeah, let's go for it. And that's the beauty of it. It's not something like um, a quarrelsome conversation, but rather a very, very calm conversation where you find a problem of somebody and you bring a solution to it. I will get back to this point later because right now I want to ask you something, then we will get back to, to, to sales, but in more of an organic sure. frame. Because because right now I want to dive to the organic definitely, marketing. Definitely. Uh, it's a great subject, man. And uh, I love talking about organic marketing because this is what I do as well. And so um, in terms of coaching, we do organic coaching. So... Um, the first thing that comes to everybody's mind is who do we serve, right? The thing with coaches is most of the coaches I spoke with, they struggle with consistent and predictable client acquisition and revenue. And they start because they start with making money, helping people find clients, and they then jam into their business instead of looking at what they actually do well and become better at that. And so they need clarity on their why so they don't quit when things get hard and a cause that is big enough to make the rest take care of itself. And they need informational content, consistency, offer, and market. So they effectively uh, have an idea on researching that market as well. So um, I use as a solution to this problem, the reverse engineering thinking. And let me give you a practical example here. In my period of couple of years, I have a three-year vision of our business, which then I divide it into 12-month goals so that my 12-month goals will reach that three-year vision in the long run. Every 12 months, I divide each goal in 90-day projects, which then are divided into weekly actions, two daily tasks that lead to the right direction. So most of the entrepreneurs, they start from today, let's do something that will help us reach the goal. But the secret here is starting from the goal to the present. And when you do that, you'll see you actually are building a much more clear road for your business and for your objectives. And that allows you to, to be more consistent in your work. And it worked for me and it worked for my partners. It worked for many people trying this, uh, you know, this technique. And I, I love, I love talking about it. Yeah. This just reminded me of the book, Seven uh, Habits of Highly Effective People. Habit number two or three began with uh, the end mm. in your mind. Powerful lesson there. Yeah. And it, yeah, very, very, very powerful lesson because a lot of people, they it's like you mm -hmm. jump in your car, to your car, and you say, now I'm going just to drive. I don't know where I'm going. But when you begin with the end in your, your mind, you say, hey, I want to drive from London 
to yeah. Chelsea. True words. <laughs> so you so you know yeah. where yeah. you are going. You just need first engineering. Yeah. So I'm going to say from London to Manchester because one of my friends hates Manchester. He's a Liverpool fan, so I just want to <laughs> piss him off a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think they're both the same uh, same distance after all, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, I'm really curious. In organic marketing, how can you get customers? Like, is this cold calls or mm. like, how do you do right. that? So um, the reason the reason we use organic marketing and the way we do this is by by really attracting the right customer, and that means leading um, building the right lead magnet that allows us to to build momentum, right? So how, why do we serve coaches? Because they can give this energy further to their clients. It doesn't stop with to them. It goes further. And that's what I love about what I'm doing. So when you have an organic approach on this, we use the organic attraction ignition system that uh, is our system. And we help them, uh, you know, land clients. And how do they land clients is through social media. So in social media. So when you say through social media, like do they DM people or like how yeah, do so, they do um, that? We never like to work with cold leads and most of uh, the entrepreneurs, they like to, you know, do the outreach and that's not the, really the, the best way to, to, to this approach uh, because we have three pillars and uh, let me break it down to, to this. So number one is how we create an offer, right? So I could give you a whole strategy on what we do and you'd find that, for example, it doesn't work for you because you haven't the skill to implement it, you know? So yeah. I'm going to stop you right there. I want to talk about offers. So let's not spoil the offer part because I'm really excited <laughs> about the part. If you, we can just avoid talking about offer right now because I'm, I have a lot of questions about offer. Because I believe yeah. offer is what yeah. makes the it does difference. it does man and that's where I that's where I have most of my my uh, focus and attention to the offer as well um, so um, yeah yeah we'll come back to that it should sure. be yeah so right now what like let's say I want to start my mm -hmm. uh, my own coaching of something I have no network like I know like I don't know anyone and all I know is the technical stuff related to whatever I want to start. So how am I going like to grab attention to land clients? Like how would you approach that with someone who really have zero yeah, network? Man. So the first thing is uh, you have to choose your niche, right? You're not going to be able to sell coaching services to everyone. And uh, once you choose your niche, yes, um, you're going to build a network around that niche. And by that, I mean adding friends and uh, being uh, very, you know, conversational around this subject. Uh, for example, even like going on Quora.com is a great source of um, knowledge around different subjects. And uh, we used it for marketing research before. So um, that's how you do the research. Another way um, to do the research is going in Facebook groups on social media. And there are very good posts if you find the right groups. There are many groups out there, but that's the beauty of it because you have plenty of choices to go with. And you're going for posts that are very, very viral and they have a lot of comments around them. And just by reading the comments, yeah. 
you allow yourself to see what people think about that question or that subject and so on. And based on their comments, you can form an opinion and a research on what the market is and really, you know, take a pulse of the market like a doctor and see here's where we are, here's where they want to get, here's what I have to do. <laughs> and that it all comes down to quality content. At the end of the day, you want to have a content there as well. You want to post content that is good quality content, that has high authority, and that has a call to action, an insight, that's something that people can actually do. So let me give you a practical example here as well. I've seen posts like three tips to get rich or, you know, four tips to to a, co to a better coaching business. And they're good, they're, but they're theoretical right? People can't take action over that information they read there and they feel like they've wasted their time. A good post would be something around an insight that people can take action. So for example, I, I used to do a post on story and um, I spoke about my experience with sales and what I learned from sales and I actually used a problem that people face at the moment and how they can overcome that problem and that that helped me a lot I had a lot of engagement on the post as well people love it and uh, for me it's it's an important thing to really help people and the last part here is having a post that it's quality over quantity and my mentor was mentioned the idea as well being a sniper over a guy with an automated you know uh, gun and you know, if you think about that, it's, it makes so much sense because people come to that post when there's enough value for them to admit that, hey, I really need to hear more about this. And that's where the point you, you did a good job. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so back to the offer, uh, we do off, we have an offer, appointment setting and uh, framework of sales. That's what our pillars are. That's what we train people on. So um, I can go briefly through, through these ideas and then, you know, uh, maybe, you know, we can have more questions if, if that's all right. On the offer side, right, we create and optimize an offer that is so good that can even sell itself. So the client, for example, creates a high ticket offer that's easy to scale and make them excited to deliver it. And so we teach it from writing it, pricing it, building the mechanics to the point of delivery. and the most important thing about the offer is having the crystal clear process of building it. I've seen a lot of offers and people like to set the price based on what the competition is doing. And I never say set the price like the competition, but rather have a higher price above the average so that you're putting yourself ahead of your competition, but not too much so you don't look you know, like having too high price will not give you probably a chance to, to close deals. So that's one thing about that. And another thing is focus on the quality and giving something as an incentive before asking them to give you, you know, to buy something from you or even talking around the prices. So I always give an incentive. It could be a PDF. It could be a free, uh, a free webinar, even a free class of training them on something that they have problem with and usually this comes down to trust once you have an established trust with your client even before doing a, a payment it comes down to yes i want to work with this guy because i like the way he teaches me and that's what i want to give to my customers i love the feeling of trust i love the cooperation the collaboration process above everything else also regarding the appointment setting you know helping clients to build an evergreen organic uh, attraction system that can bring prospects to and make them their niche authority. 
Another thing in the coaching industry is people lack authority. And many of coaches, they want to build authority, but they don't know how. And they post a lot of posts, uh, videos, even lives, and they don't have engagement. And people don't come to to their content. And so they need to have a content strategy and know what kind of pieces attract my right customer. And that comes down to testing. So I love testing things. I've been testing a lot. I still test things every day. And that's how I find myself in the right direction. Because marketing is all about testing. You're never going to find the right choice, the right content from your first day of posting on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram. It's going to take some time and you have to you have to be consistent and keep doing what you're doing. So why is what is the good side of this? The good side is that we're working with warm leads. So instead of trying to get cold leads, doing outreach, losing some hair on, in your work, you know, <laughs> people who already like, <laughs> like what you're doing and they're willing to cooperate <laughs> with you. And uh, I, I one of my partners, he's uh, he's been he's been doing great job there. He's been starting from zero. And right now, he's at 120k a month just by following these principles. And uh, I, I was so proud to see people around me getting this kind of results. And I said, man, I'm so happy. I'm so happy because we're working, you know, we, we have warm leads. <laughs> we, we don't do the outreach. We have people coming to us. Just by by analyzing the, the the market and doing the A/B testing and having the right content there, and that's the result of quality over quantity. And uh, obviously, we do framework of sales. And um, I want to clarify something here. I know, uh, and probably most of the salespeople would say you're not right about this. But here's my here's my perspective. When you have a script in sales, you think it's selling well. You think that if you have a script, you're going to make money and uh, you're going to do some sales and stuff. It's not going to happen that way because the problem with scripts is that people copy-paste them. And that's, that's the problem with the beginner salesmen. They copy-paste yeah. everything and they think that if, oh, if I need this, I'll buy the script, I'll get new clients. And it's actually so wrong to think that way because scripts are nothing but an indicator of what you should say. That's why we use frameworks. A framework of sales is something that is like a skeleton of what you want to achieve and where you want to get your client to. So instead of using a script, I, I always use my creativity instead. And I like to have an honest, genuine conversation with that person, see where he's at, see where he wants to go and really be that bridge for him or for her. So that's, that's what I find is so valuable, which I think a lot of people miss in, in sales. And at the end of the day, you help the prospect with insight or clarity. And if they're a good fit, you know, why not? You have a good customer in the door. Yeah. You, you know, like what you just said is really powerful because for, for two reasons. The first one is if you are doing it, probably your competition is also doing it. They are using the same script. So you are competing on price in that case. The second thing is scripts used to work very well in the 70s 80s 90s because the customer didn't have much information right now they are one click away from information so these old scripts are no longer right. working yeah. but what we have to, but we have to keep in mind is that human psychology remains the same so you can take a script analyze it from a human perception and create your Nothing own. Man. That's that's such such a powerful uh, decision to do. Uh, it's such a powerful theory, man. And 
when you apply this into your business, no matter the niche you're in, it's just amazing. It turns everything into bare fruits. It turns your seeds into fruits. And uh, it, it involves honesty. It involves trust, cooperation. And at the end of the day, you're doing something ethical. You're, you're proud of your work and you have new clients, qualified people who never leave you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hundred percent. Because right now I'm really curious. Like, what are the comp the components of irresistible offers? So, like, how do you structure that offer so people would love to own it and buy it? For like, do you search first with like highlighting the problems, the pains, then? You go to the solutions after that. You go with the guarantees. Like, how well, do you do that? That's a good question. Um, we, we've been working on uh, the process a lot. And um, I always say one thing. Whenever you, whenever you start a business, always have somebody to help you. Uh, it could be a coach or a mentor. Because um, when, you, when you try to build your offer yourself, yeah, you can do something. But it's going to take a longer time to test. And sometimes I find that having a coach, it actually shortens the progression of your business with five years or three to five years. And that's saving time, a lot of time. And what people do when they have a good coach is they actually buy time. And I start from this thinking that I want to save people time. I want to, to really help them go beyond the noise and build that progression so they don't get frustrated that's how i build the offer you know yeah. right now i'm really mm. curious about something yeah so when you were talking my head like for one second i went to different words really mm. wondering about something and frankly i even forgot my question because it was so powerful as a question to me and because i just had a, a breakthrough <laughs> and it's i forgot come my back, question man. honestly it's gonna come back yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I totally <laughs> forgot my question about what you said. And I had like some aha moment and I was lost in my, my yeah. thoughts so, that I forgot yeah, my question. I think question. It's, it's all right. Um, I, I get this often as well. Sometimes, you know, um, <laughs> a good way, by the way, a good way to really like, you know, capsulate your ideas, uh, which I find super useful for myself. Um you know, everybody has a phone recorder, right? So whenever I have an idea in my mind, I just download it in my phone. <laughs> I just record myself saying it and that's all. I am free. <laughs> yeah. So because right now that we are talking, I'm taking notes on my tablet and like that, that moment, it was really powerful that I completely forgot about writing it. And it was about the offers mm. and how do we structure them. Right. So um, always think of, having an offer together with the process. So it's not enough to have just one offer. You have to have a process. And in your business, you also have to have a system to follow that process. Uh, I, I just remembered the idea. <laughs> oh, that was good. Thank you for, yeah. So the, the hook for mm. the idea was the, the word process. So what I noticed is, for example, let's say when I write something, when I write something, mm -hmm. I feel like it's really amazing. Though what I do is I share it with someone right. else. Hey, I need a second 
opinion. Because what happens is we have that confirmation bias. We love ourselves. And so we we think what we do is amazing, is absolutely fantastic. And we, we love to, to flatter ourselves. So what I do is I share it with people that I work with. Hey, Wadi, this is crap. And you were thinking this is great. You see, so this is one of the things that I have noticed is that people, whenever they do something, they think it's like the best thing ever that exists. What are your intakes about the fact that people, when they start a business and they have no one to coach them or mentor them, like even friends asking them for feedback, for a second opinion about some stuff that they know, what are your intakes about that? So how can people prevent that? And not only this, but if someone does, like doesn't have money to afford having a coach or a mentor in that yeah, case um, i think at that point do? a very strong uh powerful uh thing here i love that man uh, so you see you know as as humans we were wired and we've been we've been you know designed in this way to communicate and that allows us not to be lonely in this universe and by that i mean we have something in us that is allowing us to analyze somebody else's writing or, or uh, creativity based on our assumption and our opinions. And so when you start by yourself, you need to find a community. You have to find a group of people who do the same thing as you do. And that's the power of community involved here. And um, I always put my content for feedback with, with my partners, with, with the people I work with as well. And I find that sometimes I think I'm, I'm the best guy there doing some content. And when they come with some feedbacks, I wake up to reality and I say, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Probably missed that one. I did the same. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same, but I did the I know same the for feeling. Them, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, guys, now it's my turn to give you some feedback here. <laughs> and um, I, I find it so powerful, the power of community. Whether we talk about three or five people or 30 people or 100 or 1,000 people, we need to communicate. We need to give feedback to each other because that's how entrepreneurship is born. A business works not based on one human, but based on the process of the flow of energy between more humans, between clients and the, the service providers, between between people. And I think this this idea is probably one of the core ideas of all communication. And I'm glad we we actually, you know, touched point this one. Yeah. That's really great. So ahead, visual <laughs> I have two yeah. last questions. Like honestly I have more, but uh, I, I we have to to stick with two questions. My first question is, how do you define growth mm. as a human being? Very powerful question, man. Um, personally, I, I've, been, I've been trying to sketch growth for years. I've been trying to, to sketch and see how my family would look like, how my girlfriend would look like, how my, my partners and my business would look like. And yeah, I found a good way there. But then I found that growth lies in the inner things. Uh, in the inner side of anything. It could be inner side of business, inner side of a relationship, uh, building health, healthy habits, and being healthy. So for me, growth means growing on multiple areas in my life, spiritually, relationships, uh, business-wise, and uh, health as well. So I think growth is defined by the sum of all these areas. I love it. Very powerful 
and very wise. So my last question to you is how right, so, can people um, reach out to you? If you guys want to reach to us, we have a Facebook group and uh, it's called the um, Facebook Coaching and Consultants Ignition Group, right? It's a new group, guys. So we will welcome you to join. Uh, that's where we post more content, live videos. We do trainings. We have uh, materials there. And uh, that's how you can reach to us. Or also you can reach also on my Facebook, uh, which is uh, Battle Green, like the color, and very easy to find me there. And I'll be happy to have a chat with you.